Well, hello there. I'm your new youth pastor and old person, Kenwood Smith. I know, I know, I look too old to be able to hang with you youths, but I'll tell you, I can still kick it. I'm still hip. Heard you tell you all are in charge of the next Sunday service, huh? Well, hot juniper berries. That's got me six kinds of excited. Now, I'm open to ideas, and I think I've got a few that you kids will really enjoy. Eyes front, because the next few minutes we're going to engage in something I found when I googled the Andy Griffith Show. Pitching. I'll start. When I was in school, I'd visit the malt shop on my way home. Milkshakes cost a nickel, and Linda May was my best girl. So I thought we could just maybe open up a soda shop on Sunday morning and have all the soda jerks and bright shirts and bow ties. Here, young feller, what did you just say? Uh, it doesn't matter. I won't remember it anyway. Take this $5 bill and procure 50 sodas, a half bucket of malt powder, and an industrial ice cream mixer. Oh, uh, I almost forgot we also need to talk about the dress code. I think we can all admit that a lot of you young whippersnappers dress like whores. <laughs> Jesus doesn't like whores. <laughs> he may have spent his time with whores, but I know he doesn't like them because I don't like them and Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs> From now on, boys, I want to see you in casual slacks. No dress slacks. We're not going to work. No shorts. We're not shiftless potheads. Girls, I'd like to see you all in nice summer dresses. I don't need to be wondering if you're male or female. The tech booth is waving wildly at me, so I assume it's time to start service. I fired the band because electric guitars were made by Satan to encourage black people to sell their souls. <laughs> and I thought it'd be more fun if we sang the slowest hymns in these dusty hymnals I could find. Everyone up! Nothing is more fun than this! Whoopie, whoopie, whoopie. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was, a, that was a fun ride. I like that the only one note that I have about that guy sure. is I don't think that there's any way that that youth pastor would know what a Google is. I'm sorry, you <laughs> he said he'd not. Google an Andy Griffith show? Well, that's what my grandfather does <laughs> I know. on the internet. Oh. He Googles old westerns <laughs> and the Andy Griffith show. So I have two questions. Sure. One of the, are we going to have to pay Sunseed royalties for that reference? <laughs> I don't know because I don't think. Well, we can probably afford sunseed. Yeah, and then second of all, yeah, big sunseed. Um, have you lived many lives, and was that you in another one? I don't know. I, just, I think I you have to be honest about I past lives. To something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I just connect to Thespis. Yeah, and sort of like embody different people. Because like Dan says in level two, like you can't ever become different people. Like, you can just use your experience to inform. This you know is what I mean? disgusting. You're being disgusting. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't yeah. tolerate this. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't either. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a Youth Group Survivor Support Group. I'm a survivor. My name is Dylan Davis. I have hosts. They'll introduce themselves now. Um, it's me, everyone's favorite grandchild, because I'm the only grandchild, Yay. Becca Stockman. <laughs> and uh, consummate young person, Charlie Allen. <laughs> Well, uh, this podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of those of us who've survived our time in youth group, and uh, if you have a story about how you survive, feel free to email us at ygssg003 at gmail.com. Thank you for sending in those emails, and if you haven't, go ahead and send us one now. Just say hey. Leave us a review on iTunes or on, on Spotify. Don't just say hey. Just like give us a story. Say, say some stuff. Have but some substance. You're right, Charlie. If uh, you just say hey, we're going to delete it. My bar is really low. That's why I invited Charlie to do this. <laughs> you can also, if you feel more comfortable, I don't know why you wouldn't feel comfortable using email, mm -hmm. but we have a Facebook page now, so you can shoot us a... A, a dim yeah you can dim twitter yeah you can dm us on twitter we, we have, have a twitter the twitter account and they're all under the ygssg uh pod flavor uh, i'm sure in our notes we'll have more in-depth links to that but we do have an email today from a friend of ours named rachel she sent this to us uh this is a few stories from my youth group hey hey rachel here let me start by saying i'm not usually a podcast listener but youth group survivor support group resonates with me on a visceral level I laugh, I cry, I relive traumatic experiences. Huge fan. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's what the pod's yeah, for. Yeah, this is. What yeah. this is. <laughs> Trauma, baby. So I binged about nine episodes over the course of just a few days, so I'm a little late to the game. Regardless, here are a few tasty nuggets from my youth. 
The United Methodist Church I attended for most of my life held a fall festival every year on Halloween. The only rule? You had to dress up as a Bible character. Classic church move. Classic church move. Everybody's just in fucking robes then, aren't they? It's like just like 10,000 dudes in dresses, more or less. Like, (laughs) what do you even do that's original? I'm like Balaam's donkey or something. Like, how do you make it clever? Yeah. Yeah. How do you get, you can't do any cool. And like, if you do someone who's evil, then like it could, if you come like the devil. Yeah. I was thinking, like, what if I did the serpent? That's, then people are like, uh oh, Charlie's cavorting uh, with devils. You could be like a sandal or something. Dressing up like the serpent in the church at one of those yeah. is the equivalent of dressing up like the Joker for Halloween in just a regular life, <laughs> yeah. where like it says something about you. You're you know bother. what I mean? You're gonna bother some coworkers. It's like, oh, there. you want this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone, someone's had an awakening. Yeah. Uh, if you think Joker is winning Best Picture on Sunday, please unsubscribe from this podcast. <laughs> hey, listen. I thought Joker, we saw Joker together. We did. Pretty good movie. But like best movie of the Absolutely year. Not. You should go to jail if you think that. That is a weird, yeah, that's a bizarre Everybody take. watch Parasite because that shit fucks. Yeah. I need to see that. I, I need to see a that. lot of things. Uh, okay, so this is a list of things Rachel wanted to be for Halloween. Sailor Moon, Misty from Pokemon, or Baby Spice. Hey. I, we should talk sometime when the anime episode comes out. Yeah. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna have a lot to say. Are we still doing that? Yeah, we gotta talk about anime. Okay, <laughs> we gotta catch you up, Becca. We gotta sit <laughs> Becca down and just brainwash. Yeah, yeah we force her to watch Naruto. <laughs> yeah, Saren, you're gonna like it. We're just saying, believe it from the kitchen. <laughs> believe it. Ooh. Uh, the list of things that she was for Halloween. This is where we <laughs> get into the. Oh boy, an angel. The burning bush, an angel. <laughs> the burning bush is hella creative, though. Like, it could have been. no yeah, question. That like, but that's what yeah. you. Ha- that's what you're brought to. Yeah, that's what they make you well, fucking do. That's how yeah. they humiliate you. I find, that you <laughs> I, I find that you thrive artistically when people try to keep you from being creative. Like yeah. the less they give you, the more you have to like. <laughs> You have to pivot. Yeah, definitely. So Bush is that's pretty good. Yeah, you could just dress like normal and like taped a uh, hand drawn fire to your crotch. Sailor Moon's <laughs> basically a angel, right? Sailor Moon, yeah, defender of a uh, defender of Earth. light Warrior from space. Light. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I I could see. That's the thing about you and I, Charlie, is we if we wanted to could justify when we were younger to our parents anything uh naruto is in the bible yeah because christ loves all constantly yeah yeah if you really think about it the pirates aren't evil in one piece (laughs) is defending things that are good like friendship the navy is oppressive (laughs) they are it's true hmm wonder where he got that from (laughs) i wonder if it was 80 years of american occupation (laughs) okay all right oh man Okay. In middle school, I regularly attended a Wednesday night youth service at my friend's church. All the cool punk kids were there. They wore Converse. They listened to Reliant K and Blink-182 and could often be found skateboarding in the parking lot. Did you go to my church? Because that's how we were. A few of them were in bands. I wanted to be them, but I was chubby, wore glasses, and had super long hair that was always in a ponytail. One summer, I joined their youth group on a trip to a youth conference at the beach. We spent an entire week together, mostly cooped up in a 16-passenger church van. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I, that's I remember I those bands. <laughs> yeah. Just van trips. Mm. Yeah, well, once we went drives. to Novinger, Missouri from Richmond, Virginia, which was like, mm, I'm going to say 16, 17 hours. Ugh, that's the longest time to be I saw the St. Louis van. Arch. Ooh, that's cool. I was like, hey. The arch is pretty neat. That's a that's we a big arch right there. It's a big fucking... Cobra Starship in my church van. Interesting. Oh, and this girl named uh, Jennifer, who was very annoying. It was Good Girls Go Bad at the time. That's okay. And every time it did that thing in the chorus that's like, bad, she would go, bad, like a fucking sheep, <laughs> and she would constantly do it. And we would listen to this song like multiple times over yeah. the course of one hour. I remember singing a lot of Metro Stations death. Shake It. Yeah, shake, 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 shake a shake. Boys it? like girls. We listen to a lot of that. Mm. Is it them? Forget Great yesterday. We made the greatest. You can't talk about yes, unfortunately. Why is youth group and pop punk so inextricably linked? Because it's the most harmless version of punk. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it you're right. It's the most neutered punk you can possibly. I have. know you teens want to rebel, but do it in a way that we approve of. Yeah, where's bright, sparkly belts? Great. Boys like girls has a few songs about sex. 
They have a song that says their shit. album cover was, was underwear and a butt. Oh wow! <laughs> Which one was that? I'm getting the horny just thinking that about that. Great Escape. It's like three paint lines, but they. Okay, maybe it's just horny teenage was? Dylan, <laughs> but it looks like a, a panty line. Am I insane? I think you are. <laughs> I might just also have been a horny teen. <laughs> I, I'll post a picture. Yeah, of I can jack off to this face. album cover. It's, that looks I enough could've. like a butt. I, yeah. <laughs> I uh, might yeah. have. That self titled album. Yeah. Absolutely fucking incredible. All summer. That and uh, what was it? Um, they did that song about Do You Feel Like a Man? When you push her, oh, but they are Christian, aren't they? They are now. They are now. They started they as kind of Christian adjacent, and now adjacent. they're full blown Christian. Okay. Hey, I found out that there's this um, professor at Belmont. His okay. name's David Dark, and he's sort of like a big time Christian author guy. Yeah. And my girlfriend's in his class right now, and his brother-in-law is John Foreman of Switchfoot. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, cool. I know. I, I sort of want to hit him up and be like, hey, how about that? How you like nothing to sound? Yeah. yeah. Hello, Hurricane. Yeah. You want to you give us that Foreman boost there? Yeah, yeah. Send Foreman. Come on the pod, man. I think your name is John it's, Foreman. It's something like that. But That's the most generic name. Yeah. What sucks is we like, I like, we, we've talked about it. We like his music, but like it's... <laughs> We're not gonna get his name right. He's like, why would I even come? Yeah, I don't, I'm not even gonna Google it. Yes, yeah. we gotta get hey, this email. Yeah, wasn't there an email? <laughs> yeah, we're still in it. This just happened. So to catch you back up, she's summer beach small Pop van. Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just so happened to be the summer where I slimmed up a little, whacked off all my hair, and got contacts. It was a change, but I was by no means unrecognizable. About a month after the trip, I came to church one Wednesday, and one of the guys that I had gone on the trip with walked up to me and asked, "Do I know you?" I was gutted. The Damn. summer, yeah, I know. The summer before my senior year of high school, I worked with a group of young adults to host a weekly youth night called Ignite. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Sarf. During every service, we would perform a drama or human video to some emotionally intense butt rock song. <laughs> this week in question, it was flyleafs all around me. Ah! What a bop! What a bop! I suppose, yeah. whatever. Wow. I, I'd have to hear it. I can feel you all around me. I don't even know this one. Oh, that song fucks. That is knockoff Evanescence at its best. Baby. Yes, that that's sure. Flyleaf's whole grift. Yes, yeah. it is a hundred percent. That's also a song you would hear on ninety four FM, The Fish, and be like, "Ah, oh. can they do this?" All right, that's allowed. <laughs> Uh, so they were playing all around me, and she was playing the lead in the short. At one point in the performance, I was surrounded by demons who would violently push and pull me as they circled me. During rehearsal, one of the demons pushed a little too hard, and my right incisor got lodged in the back of another girl's head. Holy oh shit! She got <laughs> stitches, and I got a root canal and a temporary crown. That's all for now. Excited to hear the newest episodes. Keep them coming. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Dude. I can't, fucking, yeah. I can't fucking wait for our church skits episode. I have so much. <gasps> I can totally picture the type of overzealous yeah. church drama boy who yeah. was cast as a demon. And he was like backstage, oh, like doing push-ups and like, okay, here I go. I'm fucking pumped up. And then he just like, be a demon. Please, poor it's Rachel. The one fuck he's doing like to sit in solemn silence. Like, and until he has no speaking it's always lines. the one fuck who didn't get the lead. Yeah. But it's like, well, if I'm not the lead, I'm going to draw so much more attention to I'm putting to every, my everything into this only, demon. There are no small parts, only small actors. And he's just like, like sit up. picking... Ra- who's Rachel, right? Yeah, it was Rachel. yeah. Okay, picking Rachel up by her head and just flinging her into another girl. <laughs> <laughs> like human bowling ball. I was that guy in a production of Rent. I was in the ensemble, but in every photo, I'm like right up in there with the leads. Like, what's going on, you guys? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor. It's I'm New the Year's. best friend of the gang that they never mention. <laughs> I'm eating a bag of chips. No one told me the bag of chips were stale until after I got off stage and then I threw up. And a week after the show, I forgot I still had fake cocaine in my costume pocket. Oh my God. Sometimes Becca just goes off on things that she's like, this is a general thing, right? Everybody knows this. Can everyone relate to this? Can everyone relate? They the can. most specific. <laughs> the stunned silence in a gape mouth says... They really relate yeah, to this we've all story. For those of you listening at home, every episode you should keep a tally of how many times <laughs> you think that you would have bullied me. <laughs> and then shoot me a DM and let me know. Keep me humble. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag hard work pays off. We're going to get her there. Oh, man. So this episode is focused on 
something uh, very near and dear to the centers of hate in my heart, which is the elderly. Uh, if you thought Charlie got mad <laughs> about homeschooling <laughs> and Quiverful, who boy. You know, I, I feel did. like there's still time for me to get mad about yeah. the elderly These, because... My stories might upset you. The, um, the thing about the elderly, and maybe this will just work as sort of a macro point, yeah. you know what I mean? Is that, like, they're harder to change, whereas, mm-hmm. like, a Quiverful yeah. family, like, it affects people that I know who I consider my peers and yes. I feel, like, has led to their abuse. The elderly, it's like getting mad at a statue. It's, you know, you know what I mean? It's like I, I can't even do anything about this. This well, person's I get mad just at all so... the chances they were given. Yeah, I know. They, I totally understand they, that. They start this. Um, they're not always responsible for it, but they start the abuse in a lot of generational conflicts that I see. They have they started it, or they uh, and 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 they're responsible. And and sometimes they know and are unrepentant. Yeah, uh, because you know the some of the elderly in my life have been. I've been fortunate enough to see them be like. This was wrong, and I'm sorry. Sure, but it's so rare because they're so convinced they're right because they've lived, they think, eighty in years to yeah. us so much longer. The elderly than us. is, I think, the only class of church people that expects to be serviced. Yes. Oh, that is a good. Point. Yeah, that's that um, is a great point. That they're like, oh, we're in the church, but yeah. like we are one of the markets that you have to still be ministering yeah. to. Yes. Yeah, you um, know what I mean? Like, come to my house and spoon feed me. Please. They literally are like, I can't believe no one will bring me lasagna. And I was like, maybe it's because nobody wants to hear your racist take on immigration. Well, I, I was about to say, with you and me, the elderly that we were talking about yeah. were in a Southern Baptist denomination yeah. during Jim Crow. Yes. I mean, yes, they oh, they yeah. saw busing. Can, they, connect yeah, the fucking dots you know what i mean they are they're so a lot of the elderly in my life have said things to me um because I, if if you haven't seen me before i look in conversations with older people sometimes at church i look like somebody who would be amenable to um <laughs> particularly problematic dog you're a white dude yeah. with a beard yeah. and i look like all the other pastors. you're built <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah you look like the kind of guy who's like a good old southern yeah. boy and, you, and when i'm around them i talk like i'm that. sure yeah like i i slip back into it i'm like how y'all doing has you has your uh, has your cousin that's great it's my cousin too because a lot of the time they're related <laughs> to me um but I, I don't agree at all. I put on, I think at church, I put on the biggest mask out of anyone I know. And I'd be willing to tell you the truth if you got me like alone in church. Sure. But in just a service, I want to get in, get what I can get out of the message and go home. Like I do not want to talk to the elderly. I'm, I am satisfied to let them die and be gone. <laughs> because every time I've had conversations with them, it just is not always, there are exceptions, but in general, I have done nothing but butted heads my entire life with these yeah. doddering, prune-swilling fucks. Right. Like, have you ever had a conversation with a person over 60 that's been, you come away from it and you're like, hey, that was pretty gratifying for me. I Very rare. My, I never have. My biggest piss-off point, yeah. and it's kind of a, it's not like a huge deal, but I've noticed either like when I go to my grandparents' church like once a year or when I was at my grandmother's funeral specifically yeah. and I was like in the receiving line. All of the old people will come up to you, no matter mm-hmm. how old you are, and they will go, oh my God, I held you as a baby. Don't you remember me? Did they say, don't you remember me? I was like, no, I wasn't forming memories yet. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember I being a baby. I, I a think woman... I was shitting my pants around <laughs> that time. I had a woman grab my dad and I by the arm at my great aunt's funeral at my grandfather's church and go, I held him. I held him when he was a baby. I held you when you were a baby. You must remember it. And I said, no. I genuinely said this at a funeral because I, I process death like a comedian. So I'm always like, where's the bit in this? Yeah, because yeah. I, cr- I'm already crying. I need to release more of something. Right. So I'm like, I wasn't forming memories. You remember my great aunt? This is who we're here for. Something along those lines. Yeah. And and my dad was like looking at me behind this woman like you're not wearing the mask like I do what are you doing put it back on and I was just like God. I she said it with expectancy and my dad was like yeah and then she looked at me and I was like no yeah <laughs> and it, they're like what like my memories start when I was three and that's like very early like and most people spotty for me at same three. yeah spotty they are like a slideshow it's like oh popsicles by a stroller and then we're <laughs> then I'm ten yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I almost feel like that's just them trying to be like. 
Yeah. I do know you. I yes. have a part yeah, in your they're life. Trying to, they're yeah. trying to connect. And, and, and there have been, so my great-grandfather died when he was 96 or 94, one of the two. Old fella. Um, but he, I did not have, I didn't want a relationship with him growing up. Near the end of his life, I started to have one. Yeah. And I found someone who had grown in such grace and humility. He was a very nice, kind, generous man. And who loved playing music. He taught himself by ear. He could play bluegrass. Super cool dude. I found out about him playing at the Grand Old Opry. And he didn't tell anyone. He just did it. Wow. And like, just like, he wasn't in it. He just loved music. He worked on the Manhattan Project. Like he was, what he was a fuck? mason. So he built the silos. What? Like the uh, testing. Yeah. So like, he was out on military bases. He would take a thermos of ice cream onto military bases. A thermos. And he'd just eat that for lunch. <laughs> He just like, eat cool. ice cream for Dude, lunch while working on the atom bomb. <laughs> yeah, Neapolitan and sherbet; those are his two flavors. Is it sherbet or sherbet? Sherbet. Damn, I sure just, hope. I don't think that's right. It's S H E R B E T. It's sherbet. Sure hope this project I'm working on doesn't change the course of human history. Anyway, back to my sherbet. <laughs> mm, it's orange. Flavor. Sherbet lunch again. Mm. <laughs> I'd have a sandwich, but I can have that at home. <laughs> Weird. They also always do the thing where they'll be like, "Oh, you're so big." Yeah, you're so. Well, they, they, ma'am, I'm an adult. They to, don't do that to me. But. Well, they used to grab my dad and be like, "They they make him big in Murfreesboro." He Ew. gained weight after high school. Well, I was <laughs> like when everyone. you said they grabbed me and my dad. I thought you were gonna say my dick, and so this lady <laughs> well, no, came up my. Here's, a, my here's the first yeah. story to uh, confound and amaze. Uh, so there was a guy in the choir with my mom who was about 68 named JD. Um, oh. Hey, shout Rip. out to JD for being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with you. We love you. Please stay safe. Um, but this guy knew my mom, so he thought he was like in with me. And like, I'm 14. I don't care about you. You're in the choir. He's just like trying to wrap it out with me every Sunday. I'm like, you're stop. Just stop. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> Go away. Away. But he came up to me one Sunday from behind Uh. and pulled my shirt up without warning in the middle of every, God and everyone, pulled my shirt up, then dropped it down and said, uh, just checking to make sure you weren't sagging, and then ran off to sing in the choir. Just checking to make sure I had a chance to be racist here really quick. All right, see you in church. (laughs) What? He was obviously the guy in the choir singing so much louder and so much worse than everyone else. He was, he was yeah, he was the swayer. Also, like, he was like the most swayed. Shut the one. fuck up about yeah. sagging pants. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, and like, I wish that was the only time someone had like body checked me as far as a dress code can, is concerned. I wore shorts all the time. It's like for me, it was like fat kid dress code. Yeah, was a too big t shirt and shorts. And vans. <laughs> that was it. And I would get yelled at by old people for wearing shorts. They would be like, you can't, that's disrespectful. I'd have my hat on when I came in the building, and three or four old people would yell at me to take my hat off. We I would get praying. yelled at for wear, being a girl and wearing pants. Yeah. Damn. Just, like weird. on the reg. That is pants, weird too. and fucked up. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking bizarre. And then obviously there's also uh, people who like wear short or... um skirts too short or whatever yeah, like, like three finger rule do you remember that i know like people yes. with tattoos have definitely gotten snide looks it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> why christ is all about dress code now <laughs> point me towards that in the bible but i just specifically i remember like at my grandma's funeral there was like a slideshow that was playing of like pictures from her life and stuff when people were walking in and the only picture of me that they included was from when i was like seven yeah. And I was 13 and gross at the time because, you know, 13-year-olds used to be gross. 13 is a gross age. <laughs> Unlike now, 13-year-olds are and somebody, like, beautiful. Somebody walked up to the receiving line and looked at me and yeah. said, oh. Whoa. Wow. Were they old, That's though? Neat. Yes, of, oh, course. Okay. of course. That's. So I also have really good memories of, like, since they knew my whole family, they would be... Well, I don't know if these are good anymore, but they they would they definitely fed into my obesity. They would know I liked food. Yeah. So they, oh, they always, always have, know that shit. They was like, "Oh, we got you. We got you something special." And they're just like a tinfoil covered plate just for me. 
There's always like barbecue or something that they didn't have for everybody else. <laughs> what the f- wait? What the they fuck? Liked making me what? fat. They just it was brought fun. you a plate of barbecue. Like, Did they think they were going bread. to eat you <laughs> like witches in a fairy yeah. tale? It, it, felt like it seems like they. <laughs> in hindsight, they knew he was I like checking feelings. your body to like make sure <laughs> you were like, yeah. my rolls. Like he's I, almost done. I feel like normal old people will slide you like the butterscotch that's been in the bottom of their purse since Jim Crow. These people. But, <laughs> these people bring me chocolate chip pumpkin bread that shit yeah that's good. like hey dylan come over here i have a three course meal under my belt <laughs> under my belt like <laughs> well that's how, you know that the meal is his or her genitalia. the thing is oh, no, it's very think. easy because I'm their belts are up to their nipples <laughs> <laughs> so it's like almost <laughs> everything's if you're tall enough almost <laughs> everything's under your belt <laughs> talk about how surprised and shocked i am that i was never molested because i was i did not know a stranger i my mom had to have a tight hold on me in grocery stores because i would literally try to jump in strangers arms and i was that way in church i was like hey i don't know you yeah but i bet that comes from the type of close-knit community that you were coming from you know what i mean it's like because pretty much everybody was related to you in some way or like knew somebody who was related to you you know what i mean it's like business with each other uh, that's an accountability that that's true uh, i'm not saying it like totally i'm not saying that no fucking pedophilia could happen in that right no situation i'm just saying that like i can see how that would be sort of a preventative measure you know what i mean plus if you saw pictures of me it'd be kind of hard to kidnap me (laughs) you'd have to to invest in a dolly i was hot (laughs) you were were like a dream boat yeah i was like i was jonathan taylor thomas a little bit of research for this episode when i was thinking about maybe doing a game and i couldn't come up with anything but all these articles i found were like how we need to get the elderly yes. back in the church. Yes. And I was like, really? Get we the don't. elderly I, back in the church? Like they're church hemorrhaging. There were the whole church. articles about how we're neglecting the elderly, yeah. an un- underserved ministry. How to pander. <laughs> Essentially. Well, okay. So I know I've read a bunch of those articles about people of my demographic, right? Yeah. Like, or like people get you guys back are like right, right out of high school or like late high school because they're, they're also hemorrhaging like young people. But yeah. to hear that they're hemorrhaging old people, it's like, whoa, what the fuck does that even say? About and I don't, I don't know if those are about the people that like just can't leave their homes or it's very difficult yeah. for them to. It just seemed like it was just straight up like we need to pander to senior well, citizens. I mean, my grandfather. He was a pastor. Here's how he left the church he pastored. Yeah. And I think this is like a hero moment for my grandfather before we get into a very villainous moment for him. Yeah. But he pastored this church where they started this program that was very, very um, this is cool. So nearly all of the ties that came in went to a community service project of some kind. Nice. It did not go to building the church. They rented the church. So it was just to keep the lights on, and then it went back into the community. That's how the money worked. Like. So they started a program where they would find a destitute family in the church. They'd take all that tithing. They'd build them a house completely free. And then that person, when they, that family, when they were on their feet, would combine their money and they'd build someone else a house. And they started doing that. I think they did four families. Well, the, the circle, like, you know, there's always an inner circle whether you want one or not. Right. There's an inner circle. They got divided because half of them wanted to keep the money amongst themselves and do upgrade their houses nice houses the other half my grandfather my dad and the rest wanted to keep doing what they were doing yeah i know it's crazy that a church would have greed problems um oh my god man so my my, god they ostracized and kicked my grandfather and dad out of the church okay now how how do you down in a week yeah no shit because how do you even biblically justify that my dad said, God's watching. You will pay for this. And he left, and a week later, church. How could done. you possibly biblically justify, like, know. oh, we got to renovate? Uh, Jesus just came down. Jesus and he said, have a breakfast now. Yeah, he said, I, I need a new pool. So yeah, I need an in ground, not an above ground. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I, Jesus gave me a ring on my landline. And what I really want is a cell phone so Nokia. he can reach me easier. I mean, okay, I, I'll say this. Jesus I don't know go. where the cutoff in the church is, like, where someone becomes elderly. We were kind of talking about this yeah. before, but I was like, um, to me, sorry, everybody over like 50 is elderly. <laughs> you know what I mean? My well, parents I mean, are elderly. You know what I mean? I, I, I get it. My cutoff is towards 
past retirement age. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mine is up towards 65 and above. But, I think uh, if you're elderly, you're fucking annoying. <laughs> and that's the, that's the definer Fuck. for it. Yeah, but I know plenty of fucking annoying people who are like 20. You yeah, know what I mean? There's nothing elderly. worse than being followed by a by a 20-something on a college campus. This happened. Um, and he's just like, hey, man, you want to talk about God? And I was like... I got all day, pal. We can talk about God if you want. He's like, you should come to my church. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm okay. I, you can give me your number. I'll check it out, maybe. I will talk to you. Yeah, I'll talk to yeah. you, but I don't want to go to your group right now. And he was like, so, like, we're just going around telling people about this cool, low-stakes hang on campus. <laughs> Low-stakes hang? I was like, this is not a marketing opportunity for me. The, the whole approach to starting a church with, like, 20-somethings to 20 to 30 is... To me, just what well, I really want and what a lot of people my age really want is to s- stop bullshitting us. I've yeah. seen the light show. I've I've been to the cool churches. I've been to the lame churches. I have been all over as far as this religion goes. And I can tell you, I just want you to, to like be honest with me and I want to I want things that are applicable tomorrow and I want to walk in and not feel like anything is expected of me other than for me to be there I don't want the lights I don't want I don't care if you I mean, have the band okay I think that the cool low stakes hang is supposed to be a uh, uh, them creating that, but it's in. It feels inauthentic yes, because it it's the same fucking marketing campaign that like Pringles uses to sell <laughs> yeah. people in yeah. their twenties and thirties Pringles, yeah. or like it, it, we've just seen it too many times that yeah. it feels it's inauthentic. Stale. You it's know stale. what I mean? Yeah, it's very stale. But, no, you're right. You're right. They are attempting to build that community. They're attempting to build what I'm talking about. And I want by using like secular vocabulary. So I, here's what I was gonna say. Now, this is pretty much all I've got to say about the elderly <laughs> yeah. because I, I didn't. All the Christians were horrible to me. There was no age cutoff. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I get it. Yeah, so, no, I get it. Um, but I, I would say that there was a, a clear divide in my church between traditional people and contemporary people. Yeah. People who went to the traditional service and people who went to the contemporary service. And the criticism from the elderly about the um, contemporary ser- service was that it was going to become just like a marketing campaign, that, that it was empty and hollow. And I got to say, they were fucking They're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, they, that's the thing. I feel like the go-to criticism of the contemporary service is, it's loud. I, I heard be. that too. Heard both, you can't be but, banging on drums or you can't hear no well, Lord. We had a lot of like, drums are the devil. Like, they yeah, we had those people too. Devil. And it's like, yeah. have you That's heard a song in the last... Too. Yeah, like, some, it's literally, it comes from Afrocentric like... So little Jimmy can bang yeah. on a trash can lid all he wants, but if you put a snare on it, you know, we're all going straight Ooh, to hell. Straight to the Well, I, you know, I think that they would probably listen to like popular music that has drums in it like that goes back to fucking ragtime and jazz and stuff you know what i mean like turn of the shit century piece that together that is hypocrisy baby yeah but no no it's like oh well not in our nice white churches yeah yeah you know what i mean it does feel like that man i i picked this topic because i thought i was going to be like super angry at older people but i don't think i actually am yeah i've come to terms with i'm going to learn what i can from them because there is wisdom there to pull from because they have lived a long time what i can't pull we're gonna let go right um at the same time older people older men specific older women love them like the aunt type older woman i get along with I just I love them to death because they're always so like I've seen sweet older men and I've seen right. um, authoritarian older women yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they There's exist. No one they that's exist. Yeah. Than the no. Other, like consistently. My experience is going to be different. Like I have, but I have always been at odds with other men. I've we talked about it when we started the podcast. Like I don't know how to talk to other men. Yeah. I never yeah. have. Yeah. I do. This is just a happy accident to me. I don't think I'm able to talk to Charlie at all. Well, I, like, I don't know if I'm other men, Dylan. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sort of anomalous. I think. I think well, good. We're, we'll be a, yeah. a, a me, but together. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we we talked for like a hot second before we started recording this about churches that are all old people. Yeah. 
How slow moving do you think those services are? Having been to a lot of them. So, okay. Oh, so there is, my grandparents went to a Methodist church that was primarily people 60 and above. Yeah. Uh, with like maybe one or two very, very small families. They are, they move like clockwork. That thing is greased. Yeah. They, that wheel is, well, it's because they do the same shit every week. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't it's know. not exciting. It's not. I'm just imagining some yurtle the turtle looking ass taking 20 minutes. To I was thinking, I would happen. fucking love to see a Pentecostal church that's old, old people because they're just like speaking in tongues at they like are. 0.5 speed, basically. <laughs> you, can almost, uh, you can almost hear what they're actually saying. Wow. Yeah. It's like, I think that's German, dude. It's German. <laughs> yeah, it's like slowed down enough. It's just their grocery list. <laughs> Eggs, Activia, <laughs> Insure. Eggs. Fuck. Uh, the classic church old person thing to do, <laughs> where they say, say fuck. fuck. <laughs> so, I wanted to tell you guys this story because it directly relates to the elderly. And then we can do whatever fun, uplifting thing we have. Yeah. Did you have something? I do. I have okay. a I have a funny elderly story as well. And do you then... want to tell it first before it gets heavy? Oh, is yours heavy? Wanna... Mine is when I was homeless. Okay. <laughs> I say you do your heavy one, and yes. then it'll start yeah. moving in an Pull upward direction. Exactly. I have a one that's heavy, and or not that heavy, sorry. One that's like funny, and then oh, a couple line story that's like gross. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm into this. Uh, Can't wait. So I this happened, all of this happened in the span of a year. It happened in 2013. I turned 21. I lost my car, my job, all my scholarships. I had to drop out of MTSU. Damn. Uh, through some bad decision making, I left MTSU and moved back to my hometown of Clarksville. My best friend Joe and I, who will be on one day, lived in a car together for a while. We lived Holy in a storage shit. unit. Um, that had, I slept in a recliner for probably three weeks. Um, oh my God. I didn't shower for three months. What I would do is just like put deodorant on and like dab my face with a wet nap. Uh, I started losing my hair then. Uh, I shaved my head. I was trying to give myself a haircut and I forgot to put the guard on and I nicked it. And so this is when I started having panic attacks too. This is when I started having anxiety. Yeah. Um, so I was, so I was living out of a car. I didn't have a job. I had. No, we sold everything. I sold. I worked really hard to get a PlayStation Three when I was sixteen. Yeah. I sold it for eighty bucks uh, when I was twenty-one, and we lived off three Cliff Bars a day for a week. We just took the money we got off of our Playstations. We both sold them. Yeah. Um. Then we moved into a basement with a cousin of mine. We all lived in the same room. So it was me, my cousin, and Joe in the same room. On, We pushed two queen-size beds together, and we just slept on it. It's a very weird situation, because I don't know of anybody that would have done this, or why we thought we had to. Um, we could have easily, well, not easily, because I didn't have a car or a job, and I didn't know how to get either of those things. This is something they neglect to teach you. My parents were not like, when you're homeless, <laughs> these are yeah. the steps you'll It, it didn't come up, yeah. It didn't come um, my parents also weren't aware this was going on, even though it was basically in their backyard, because I was being very secretive about the depth of suffering I was in. I was very despondent, very depressed, um, because this is not something I thought I should be going through. I don't think anybody thinks they should go through it, but like, I was just like, I can't handle this. So it's like I, I like turned off the lights, locked the door, and then it was just a shell walking my body around, like. I would go on four or five mile walks a day because I just had nothing else to do and I could not, I couldn't think. Like, I just, that's actually where I found my love of podcasting. Yeah. It's almost homeless because it's something to do. Um, we got kicked out of that basement. Uh, my cousin's parents were just finally like, okay, you are doing nothing for our house. You're, none of your, one of you is working. Yeah. <laughs> our son is working two jobs you're the other one has one job you have no job no car so we're gonna need you to leave i was like i was upset and bitter but i was like cool it makes sense now i have a very strained relationship with my dad's parents uh they they were abusive to my dad uh not to my aunt which is they expected more from my dad that's like, fucked it's fucked it's 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 really messed up like they 
my grandfather like once ripped off a necklace off my dad's neck and said, no son of mine, use the F word, he called him the F word. And I was so like, and my dad tells the story nonchalantly and then recently has been like, that's bad, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's way bad, dude. Like that's, and my grandfather was angry because he hated himself and he took it out on everyone else. Like as much good as he did for communities, his family got neglected. So needless to say, he's the one that made me throw away a pirate t-shirt once because it had a skull on it. Yeah, I, I remember a, you telling us about that. I had an that. As yeah. I Lay Dying yeah. hoodie that cost me 60 bucks at Hot Topic yeah. that made me throw that away because it had a skull on it. Like, So this is a person I don't want to live Not with. Not even get like donate it, just like throw it throw away. Throw it away or burn it were his Jesus. words. Jesus. So I did not want to call them, but I called them on an afternoon in August yeah. and said, I have nowhere to go. I've exhausted every option. I need a place to stay until I can figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Because <laughs> yeah. like, uh, all the plans I've made have fallen apart and I don't know what to do. So they said, yeah, you can live with us. We'll come pick you up. So they picked me up. And between me getting picked up and getting back to their house, so they had a spare bedroom but my great-grandfather was living in it. So they did not have room for me. So what they did was they took me to an unfinished basement, concrete floors, they blew up a... I'm 6'2", and 250-plus pounds. I do not fit on a twin-size air mattress. They put me on an air mattress on this concrete floor that deflated every single night. Every night. I woke up with intense back pain for the rest of the Was it in their house, the unfinished basement? Yeah. It was in their basement. Damn. I didn't have access to a bathroom from the time I got home from work until the next morning. I had to use a bucket. I legit had to use a bucket with a tarp around like a shop sink. Because my grandfather said, if you come upstairs, you'll wake me up. And I won't go back to sleep. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is... He does not... He did not... He does not know. Like, you would think you would know at that point. Oh, Well, it's lacking empathy. It is. Yeah. It, It is... So, I I worked at Hastings. I finally got a job. I started working. I started trying to pay off my debt so I could get back into school and go into more debt. Um, So, he would wake... I would get home at midnight from closing the store and have to get up at 7 to go work a double. He would wake me up at 4 a.m. by coming down the stairs, one stair at a time. It took like 30 minutes to get down all the stairs because he had gout, so he couldn't walk. So, he'd be coming down the stairs. He'd flip the lights on. I'm asleep. I've been asleep for four hours. He'd come downstairs. Then he would sit at his computer with no headphones on and watch Westerns on YouTube and then tell me, I know you're awake. You need to get up at like five in the morning. Uh, This went on until December of that year. I did that for almost six months. Like that, I had pink eye for a month during that time. Because I didn't have health insurance. They don't believe you in were shitting doctor. in a bucket <laughs> next to the floor that you slept on. Yeah, you had pink eye. You had pink everything. No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's it. I don't think, I don't think that's it. What the fuck? Just a stunning else. lack of empathy. It, you know was, what I mean? Yeah, and a, a yeah, lot really of what was. it comes down to is like, oh well, I lived through the fucking depression, so like well, I yeah, know better he, than you. Yeah, you know he was what I mean? On the other side of the depression, his mom had lived through the depression. He lived through World War II. Like, buddy, I'm living the depression right now. I literally was. I I have a picture. And we can put it on the gram if you want. But it's my student ID. Yeah. I look. It's a mugshot. I yeah. look haunted. I have the craziest beard I've ever had, and I was. I went to the doctor after a month because my eye would not open, and I just bit the bullet and paid the three hundred dollar doctor bill for a bottle of drops that made it a week before the pink eye went away. He's got nobody that he can talk to and be like anybody. He was a fucking pastor. He doesn't have a single connection to be like somebody put my grandson up in a room well, somewhere. Made me throw away all my belongings. Right. I didn't like him. When I got to his house being in their basement that year, I had a bunch of stuff and he said he said we've worked we worked very he hard. He made a homeless person throw away all their belongings. He said, we've worked very hard to build a home of peace and things you have are not conducive to that environment. So you're going to need to go through them and throw them away. And I did because I didn't want to be you back out. You know what's not people. fucking peaceful? 
westerns. <laughs> Fuck you. It's a lot of gunshots. There's gunshots and rampant racism. Yeah, yeah, but community. no, that is peaceful because it's the peaceful white man putting the brown people in their place. <laughs> it was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And there were all, of course, problematic Hispanic characters. Like, I could hear the, oh, hi, like, coming from the computer. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like... And this, the cool thing I about westerns it. is, uh, it, uh, it was a big melting pot. So there's yeah. a lot of different racist caricatures <laughs> that you can sort of jam into those types of stories. Like Asian people yes. were around. Oh yeah, they built the railroads, yeah. killed a lot of them. It's like, you know? yeah, who else is around me who's lesser? And then every woman is big boobied and dumb. <laughs> Doobied, always, always swooning. Oh, oh yeah. me, oh my! Oh, she's like a, a singer at the saloon, and she's yeah. like. You gotta take me away from all of this. My boobies are too big to leave. Or they're like weirdly, weirdly aggressive. Like at some point, yeah. and like a, it's a refreshing female character at the time. We're like, oh, I need catsup for this stew. My food can stand on its own two feet. Like, Smack <laughs> with a spoon, you know. But that's very rude. <laughs> that woman eats. <laughs> I am shocked. What's crazy about this time is my grandfather. Other than the rest of the story, <laughs> all the rest of this has been normal for me. <laughs> Yeah. My grandfather at the time had given up on living. He was he was telling people every day, I'd like to die today. He was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go to heaven. I'm then tired of being fuck off. <laughs> That's what my dad Leave me him. the house my then. My dad didn't know this story until I got it published in college two years later. I did not tell them because I didn't know how they would take it. Dylan, I'm sorry. This is heartbreaking. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it was a... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a rough time. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it other than that. It just, it, it is informed everything about me from that time forward. Like ever since then I had anxiety and PTSD. Um, I didn't see that my grandparents again for two years. I didn't want to like, I've forgiven them, which is not something everyone can or should do. It's been good for me because I couldn't carry it anymore. I was yeah. like, this is not a burden I want because I know that as fucked up as it was, they didn't think they were doing something to hurt me. They thought they were helping me, <laughs> which is, is as fucked up as that is. They thought they were helping me. And um, like, you know, without this, I wouldn't have met my wife. Like, really, I wouldn't have gotten out of like Clarksville. Yeah. I would have stayed there and, and figured it out, but I would have been very unhappy in a lot of regard. But, like... I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't think... Out, but... I, I hear what you're saying. It's hard to, like, predict some sort of parallel universe where you were never homeless, right? right? right you know right. what I mean? Or, or yeah. like, like, see how th um, things might have ended up. Yes. But I do think that, like, they're fucking culpable. As someone who's removed from it, I'm they sorry. Are. They're I culpable. I had to come to terms with that. Yeah. I spent time in therapy... Saying like, I would I'd I'd provide all these caveats, and then one day the the therapist was just like, "They abused you. You're not wrong. You don't have to like. You don't have to provide like a caveat. Like I know you still love them. Yeah. You can still love them. That's fine. But what they did was wrong and awful. And my dad. This is why I love my dad. Like one Christmas we were like, we're gonna have to spend the night over there on Christmas Eve, and I was like, cool. I was I I did it just to be like yeah fuck you you don't own me yeah. which is like dumb I could have just gone to a hotel yeah but my dad said you're never gonna have to sleep in that basement again and he like went downstairs and I was like that's fucking great thank you for that like he didn't have to do that and he didn't sleep either none of us slept that night. you old prick I am so glad that you got your Christmas present that was a stupid fucking video where all the people said I hate Christmas I think Christmas is bullshit I'm glad I hope you fucking choked on it sorry I was so proud of that video loser uh, they spent the remainder of my college career after that writing me letters telling me how disappointed I, they were that I was in shows that had cursing in them I finally wrote a letter back because that's the only way they can communicate yeah. and I said I don't think you've ever told me or my dad that you're proud of either one of us and I said, do you know how hard that is to, for you to tell uh, your other nine grandchildren that you're proud of them, but you leave out the one that you're demanding the most from? And like, it was not two days and I got a letter back. My grandmother was in tears. Yeah. Like, the letter was tear stained. <laughs> it feels very like antebellum Good. south to get a tear stained letter. But like, she was like, Some I would Western bullshit. 
I would have never. Now, my grandfather, I don't know if she showed it to him. I don't care. Fucking lich. <laughs> Undead wizard ass. He's some, Fuck that so, loser. You know what's crazy? This past month, both my grandfathers have had health scares, and I thought they were both going to die. Damn. My grandfather started having heart murmurs, which his mom had. But that's what killed her. And then my grandfather stopped taking, my other grandfather stopped taking his blood pressure medication and had a mini stroke while working for hurricane relief. And uh, <laughs> I'm just like, man, my mom's, my mom's dad decided it would be a good idea to just ignore the fact that my mom's mom was abusing everyone and, and like he just would go fishing. So I don't have a lot of, I'm actually angrier at him yeah. than I am at my other grandfather because at least my other grandfather pretty blatantly would he, tell you he like keeps in touch yeah, yeah. he's he rude might, but he's rude he's to your face yeah. he's everywhere supporting you but he'll yeah. tell you how much he doesn't like to do it right <laughs> the other grandfather was probably fishing <laughs> like but i just man i don't hate either one of them but like the relationship i have where they're at arm's distance and two hours away is just fine with me like but yeah nope. <laughs> that's that that nope. story stay sad fuckers old people <laughs> are disgusting they're not great <laughs> Uh, the gross story that I have is um, <laughs> my, I guess I really shouldn't say which side of the family, but I have a grandparent on one side of the family whose church we used to attend like fairly regularly on Christmas. Um, and either the pianist or the organist, someone who plays an instrument for the church is a woman and is gay and like came out to the congregation and a good half of that church left because of that. Mm. Including people that my parents were friends with that they don't really talk to anymore. Uh, that family member is still at the church, and that was a big, uh, that's a big deal for him. Yeah. Uh, and so the funny one, <laughs> um, we were talking earlier about like- You don't find that thing. funny? No. <laughs> I was yucking it up over here. Charlie was slapping his knee. As a woman who also enjoys the company of women per se, um, I don't think that that is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about like servicing the elderly and how like um, can we find different ways to say that <laughs> servicing? Well, when I'm servicing an old person, <laughs> when nope, I'm no, <laughs> I'm calling an edit so and redo. Doing service. Tour. The punchline is choir tour. Choir tour. So I was on choir tour. We would go. Our choir would go and do performances in like nursing homes or places where old people generally were at. Um, and we would pander to them and do hand motions and be like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, and they would yes, be like, Lord. hey, we can do that one thing with our hands. From our chairs. <laughs> so then at the end of it, we would get off the risers and we would come down and do like a circle formation and all kind of hold hands and yeah. <laughs> sing some kind of bless you, whatever the hell song. I love <laughs> bless you, whatever the hell. <laughs> That's my favorite new song. song. This was the year of my life when I was dubbed faint girl by the choir. Oh, uh, yeah. Passing the hell out. Oh, my God. Um, my knees would lock and I just wouldn't think about it and I would either get very, very dizzy and have to sit down or just full on pass out altogether. So at this particular <laughs> nursing home, we're, it's a very small one and yeah. we're like in a very small front area. We're all in a circle holding hands and I'm mm -hmm. like, it's happening. <laughs> you what? It's happening. It's happening. Oh, so, wow. You're going to bring everybody it? down no, with no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so I'm getting like blurred vision and I'm like, and I'm just holding the hands of the people next to me. And I start swaying. Like, swaying yeah. back and forth. Um, and I'm like, oh, God. And so I start trying to jiggle my knees, but it's oh too no. little too late. And I fell forward and, like, smacked the ground with my hands. And the old woman I was next to went, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> And they had to wheel her out of the room. Oh, no. And then this big nurse was like, come with me, baby. And she took me. <laughs> She took me to this. <laughs> Thank you, big nurse. Was it her nurse Medea? It was. It was. And then it took off the drag, and it was like, it's me, Tyler Perry. <laughs> um, but they gave Character me like, study. They gave me Sprite and crackers. Yeah. I think we talked about this on one of the episodes where my yeah. fire director came up to me and was like, hey, bad news. We're going to have to take you off the tour. And he was joking, but I was like, hey, I'm barely conscious, so maybe don't do This that. is like Rashomon. We're getting different portions, yeah, yeah. different then, perspectives. Um, I, passed oh, out. Dude, oh. I passed out in two more nursing homes on that tour. <laughs> Alone. The tour that Becca's brain forgot. But that was the big one because I smacked the floor and scared a Gladys. So I... Uh, 
I also have low blood pressure and pass out all the time, and like my family does. Do you really? Yeah, and I like it. Do you like it? Is it like a head rush thing for you? Yeah. Do I like to pass do you, out? You like it a little bit, I right? I do not. Come on. It's just a little no, bit. No, it's embarrassing because you wake up and you feel like you're waking up from a nap and you're like, oh, a nap. I'm going to wake up and see my ceiling. And right. you wake up and see all these faces. I've got these That's not embarrassing. It's like it's everybody wants, I have a nap audience. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I wouldn't enjoy passing out because I'd feel humiliated, which is a lot of my repressed Southern upbringing. Yeah. Like, you got to not be humiliated in front of us. Well, the good news about being Southern is they tend to have a fainting couch or if you're getting the vapors, they'll <laughs> hand you a fan. <laughs> yeah. The last time I passed out, I woke up and the first thing I said was, "Ah man. <laughs> I passed out at a super, this is sort of topical, passed out at a Super Bowl party. Was yeah, but it wasn't this most recent okay. Super Bowl. Right. And um, I had drove my car into a ditch and oh. the neighbor, it was like the neighbor of the guy whose Super Bowl party it was. Yeah. And so he was like, that's all right, man. He was very amicable about it and took me that's in, but funny. I hadn't eaten all day. And he um, took me into the party and at the party was loudly describing his hemorrhoids <sighs> and it was like it gratuitously I describing. this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, one's, uh, this one's Jack Nicholson. And then I woke up <laughs> on the ground <laughs> and everybody was like are you all right and i was like i just love the super bowl baby sports time that's a very on-brand thing for yeah i don't I think i said that the super bowl, baby. but yeah right. I love so it. to wrap this up we're bringing back uh the becca's journal corner segment where oh fuck yeah dylan reads my diary in a funny voice yeah, i need to try and um, <laughs> pull myself so out the of thing the about drums. this one is i tried to find so when we were on choir tour, I would take very detailed notes of everything that we did at, at every second of every day. Oh. And so that's what this is. But I was trying to find one that was like mostly about old people, and I couldn't. So I just kind of pieced together this one that has a lot of my crush's nicknames and some other stuff. This is from yes. a day that oh, we were so at excited. Carowinds on yes. choir tour. What you call I did not pass out on this tour. Okay. At any point. Uh, once again, this is Becca's dramatic journal corner please imagine a crackling fire you with your, your your dog or cat and there's a bearskin rug okay <coughs> today it june 3rd oh, no. 2009 the year of our lord I almost lost my headphones before I remembered they were wrapped in my gym shorts. Oh, that was a close one. <laughs> we were on the bus with Apple Crumbly. My crush, if you remember. You don't. I tripped <laughs> right when he was behind me. Rachel saw Cookie biting ravenously. <laughs> Sorry, I choked on my accent. <laughs> biting ravenously into a fork. That was her crush. <laughs> Biting ravenously into a fork, just like picking his so teeth. With a... He was eating the fork. I don't know. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> we played on the playground at Alexander. AC did everything hotly. Three Apple crumbly. Exclamation point. I decide Jesus is not hot. <laughs> well, that answers a question that I've been asking a long time in this podcast is, <laughs> is Jesus is, hot? And can whether Jesus get it. yeah, can Jesus get it? Confirmed. Then I no. decide Jesus is hot again. All right. Well, at Carowinds, is that a nickname? No, that's the amusement park. Oh, okay. Everyone rode the hurler except me and Rachel. John called me a bad person and took pics. <laughs> that was my crush at the time as well. <laughs> called you a bad person and what? Like took pics of your reaction? <laughs> he took pics of me sitting on the sidelines, not going on the roller coaster with them. This is someone's face before and after we told them that they're a bad person. I saw a sign and wanted a coke. I sat outside Thunder Road while John shot me hateful looks. Then we got in the bumper cars. I rammed John and Trey whammed his wife five times. <laughs> then I got stuck. We passed Apple Crumbly in a bathing suit after Hurler. <laughs> Apple Crumbly came up to us and announced how many times he rode Thunder Road. I responded, but he didn't. Still, I fantasized all the way to the observing tower. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I changed Apple Crumbly to my half crush. 
Wow. This, <laughs> much up. like Demoted. Park, yeah. is full of roller coasters. <laughs> fucked up, man. At dinner, I ate lots of crap. <laughs> we were in a depressed mood until I plugged in Paramore. <laughs> yes, on brand. <laughs> we had some free time and went to an amazing worship filled with prayer, tears, and laughter. Brownie prayed over Darcy. That was her crush, so that was a big fucking deal. Darcy confirmed she had no crush on Brownie. Wait, <laughs> Becca. <laughs> There's a lot of like Jane Austen and Ian twists yeah. in there. I say that if a guy is hot, it's a crush, flat out. <laughs> But you just demoted someone to half crush that you called hot earlier in this fucking reading. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> what are the rules, Team Becca? What, what is the structure? Um, I don't know. Bus cleanup was nasty. We found a cookie and I crumpled it for Rachel, who lost her crush. I picked up a discarded cookie on the floor of a church bus. You gave bus a girl trash cookies. <laughs> and crumpled it because she stopped crushing on this guy. The girls were looking at hot guys and the guys saw them looking. <laughs> no. That has been Becca's dramatic uh. journal corner. Becca? I'm in a Southern literature class right now, yeah. and we're reading William Faulkner. Oh. Please <laughs> and don't compare this. This to stuff reminds me of Faulkner. Faulkner is shit, man. Well, here, here's what I'll say. It, exactly. it, it reminds me of Faulkner in the way that it's like all of the details matter and none of them do That's it's like every yeah they matter to the narrator but to you you're like can we get somewhere and it's like for the love total of banality and then you'll say something that's like by the way there's a dark secret underlying this and you're like wait can i hear more about that like a southern detective trying to wrap things up but he keeps getting lost in the room yeah, yeah. similar to faulkner uh james franco is wanting to direct a bad film about my diary starring tim blake nelson <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that that was in the works. Wow, As I I'm lay glad. dying. As I lay dying. Oh, God. Christ. I can't wait to have that segment in the live show. That's going to kill. Well, shit, y'all. Yeah, it's going to do well. Holy shit. That was a good episode. Good up. Very, uh, yeah, very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Let's dox and let's. let's I think we got a plug. Oh, we got a plug. Yeah, that's a thing we do. (laughs) That's how these episodes. I mean, at this point, it's like, you know, but. But no, it's good. No, we need to keep pushing our shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so cool. I'll go first. Um, hey, we got a, a live show. I don't know if you guys know this. We got YGSSG is coming to you live. Mm-hmm. I've promoted it on Instagram. Yeah. Christians are liking the photo. They are being misled. <laughs> if you're <laughs> Christian, definitely know. come. You should actually yeah. come. Definitely, definitely come. Definitely. <laughs> it's February 27th at 8 p.m. at Third Coast Comedy Club. We are. Um, we're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a great time. Um, you can also follow us, like we said earlier, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Dum Dum Dylan or at I'm a Simple Farmer. I just post dumb bullshit and troll idiots. It's my favorite thing to Hell do yeah. on there. There's no consequences yet. <laughs> so it's been fun. I get to say oh. non problematic things. Oh, to have Twitter with no consequences. <laughs> That's what the podcast is for. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and at Dum Dum Dylan as well. Anybody else got plugs? Now's the time. Um, I'm Heyo. It's Becca on everything. H E Y O. Please come to the live show. It's going to be bomb as hell. Um, I am also in a show on February 14th at 9 p.m. with our producer Aaron and my friend Ryan Wood and some other super cool people. It's called Here. Um, it's a super dope long form concept. You should definitely come. It's going to be awesome. Uh, the poster looks very like cool. An acid trip in the best way. Yeah, it's a really cool um, poster. Freeform fellows have a big show on March eighth at seven. Uh, definitely buy tickets yes. to that because that is for sure going to sell out a second time. Yes. Um, other than that, stream Haley Williams' two new singles, "Leave It Alone" <laughs> and "Simmer." They are bomb as hell. Thank They're you very really much. <laughs> I haven't listened. Um, <laughs> okay. An earlier version of me would have slayed. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, I'm Charlie Allen, American Landmark, on Instagram. I'm Piano Pest on Twitter. You can find any music under Charlie Allen on music apps. Check those out, babies. Um, come to the live show because, yeah, it's going to be funny. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. Gonna and be we're going to say. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be basically like a worship service, but we're mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly right. Um, 
Also, if you're listening to us on Spotify, uh, we're on their RSS feed. If you see that you, if you like what we're doing and you want to celebrate us with more than just reviews and ratings, you can also, you can give us money on Anchor. There is a donate. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Damn, I did just not know for that. doing nothing. Just for, well, I mean, you know, we write. We, we <laughs> I know we do. We do. Yeah. We work hard. Um, you bought a cajon. I did. I got a cajon yeah. and I'm going to be playing it. I don't work hard. <laughs> But that's my deal on the podcast. I'm the guy who doesn't work hard. Charlie's the cool guy. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's, right. Charlie's got the leather jacket on behind the microphone. Wait, I'm popping the collar constantly. Right. You know what I love about these these, these podcasts? <laughs> I'm always on them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can donate and give us what you think is appropriate for this level of fun bullshit that we we really love doing and giving to you guys. Uh, you can also listen to audio-based content on uh spotify as well that's uh our producer aaron's podcast it's great long form um you get a really good taste of nashville comedy out of that so yeah until next time snapped and gonna do it like an old person okay yeah i think that's oh, wise that's very right. slow but not as, uh, okay all right okay no no i'll just do it in an old person voice you ready right Praise God from whom all blessings Praise Him, all creatures here below. What's that noise? Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. I don't know you. Get your hands off my chair. <laughs> Praise Father's Son and Holy Ghost. My son's a lawyer.